Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. Hello. Tonight's weird. Um, it's weird for a couple of reasons. Um, first, that's just fine. Um, it's weird because last week... Um, was kind of our first official watershed back in like a year and a half, which is crazy. Um, And it's even weirder because tonight's our last watershed back. Um, So we had one back-to-back, and that means there's a lot of lasts tonight. Hey, seniors. Has it hit you yet? This is it. (laughs) Okay, Ben Mechek. This is it for y'all. After this, you got a couple of rush meetings, a small little thing called rush that we do, and then you're gone. Hey, juniors, guess what? You're about to be the leaders of this ministry. Are you ready for that? Because all eyes are on you next year. Hey, sophomores, I have no encouragement for you. You're about to be a junior, and that's like Thursday all year. Um, So we're here for you, and we're praying for you. Uh, But freshmen, you're about to not be freshmen anymore. And that's exciting. You're no longer the youngest child that's annoying and pampered and everything else. Um, For Bradford, Janella, and I, this is our last watershed. And this is my last time speaking at Perimeter. Because I'm gone after today. That means a lot to me. Y'all are probably like, bye-bye, chubby. Um, (laughs) But it means a lot to me. Um, I was telling my mom before this, I was either going to be a wreck or I was going to be fine because I'm ready to move into the city of Atlanta. But uh, it looks like I'm going to be a wreck, so we'll be fine. Um... Last week, Emilio talked about connecting with God, and I'm going to talk about connecting with each other. Um, And I've given a lot of sad talks here. I'm grateful this one doesn't have to be. Even though I'm crying like an idiot again, constantly. Um, I'm going to read to you the entire chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. Um... Perimeter kids, recite along. I'm sure you know this. Um, It says this, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my body over to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. 
It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-sinking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there's knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part tomorrow disappears. I'm sorry for the sniffle. Allergy season. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. And when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. But then we shall see face to face. And now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is what? Is love. Y'all know it. Y'all took Jay Varner's class. I've been reflecting on my time here. I'm about to confess, and then I'm going to come at some of y'all, because they can't fire me now. And then I'm going to hopefully encourage you and challenge you. So here's my confession. When I reflect on my time here, um, in the light of this passage, I don't see a pastor, I see a performance. Every time I've spoken here, I've come on stage with these concerns. Will they laugh at my joke? Will they think my illustration's funny? Will I cry at the right time? Will the emotion matter? I'd walk off stage and the timer would start. Tick, tick, tick. How long is it gonna be before someone tells me, good job? This love wish I could tell you it was there. I'd like to think it was. But when I ask myself, who have my talks been for? The answer is not God, and the answer is not you. The answer is me. Now, God can use that, right? I'd like to think he's used it. But that doesn't change the fact that for almost three years, Chase Piper missed it. And I don't want you to miss it, because I'm exhausted. I'm going to do ministry somewhere else, tired of ministry. Because for three years, I did ministry without this love. Because I wanted it for me. I wanted the reputation. I wanted the attention clanging cymbals, resounding gongs, and applause mean nothing if that love isn't there. Your turn. Hey band, I love that y'all are talented. I wish I was talented like y'all. I hear my wife sing and I feel like a loser. <laughs> I don't care how talented you are. And I don't think God does either. Not in reference to whether or not you love like this. Hey, Rush speakers, 
I don't care how good your seminar is. I don't care how good your keynote is. And I don't think God does either in reference to whether or not you love like this. Hey, athletes, I don't care where you signed. I don't care how fast you are. I certainly don't care how much you can lift. Stop telling me. And I don't think God does either, not in reference to whether or not you love like this. Hey, academics, smarty pants, um, glad you studied now and aren't in college at 26 like I am. Um, but I, God doesn't care how smart you are, not in reference to whether or not you love like this. Do you see what this passage is saying? It's saying everything comes second to love. Reputation, talents, prophecy, faith, hope, none of it comes close to love. Why is that? It's because love is the centerpiece of this book. It's the centerpiece of the gospel. It's the motivating factor of grace. Christ came to give us grace. Why? Because of love. This is the love that heals broken relationships between parents and children. This is a love that makes me and my friend Ryan, who were enemies, like hated each other for years, be able to call each other brothers. This is the type of love that binds people in a, in a covenant companionship to fight for one another. This is the type of love that rips a king from the heavens and puts him on a cross. And it's the type of love that raises people from the dead. You want to connect with one another. You love one another. It's that simple. You just love one another. Our generation is unique. And I say our generation, I mean millennials and Gen Z. We disagree on some things. Y'all think a little part's cute. I think you look like a 12-year-old Dutch boy. Um, but we have one thing in common. I'm so sorry, Colson Drake. I made that joke and I'm looking and I see a middle part like right there. <laughs> um, but our generation statistically is one of the first generations in the West's history to value meaning over money. Do you get that? Most of us in this room, the younger people in this room, would rather take a job that has purpose and meaning but pays less than take wealth and fortune for something that we feel is meaningless. I love that. I think that's biblical. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried on being poor. It's not awesome. Um, ask the residents. But that's a cool thing about our generation, right? We have this inner desire beyond, I want to do my duty to my country, do my duty to my family, and I don't know, like watch football on Sunday, right? Like, we want to make a bigger difference. We want to change the world. It's a big hope for a high school kid. You want to change the world, seniors, in case you wander into a college ministry? I hope you do. You go in there and you love like this. And you watch the foundations of that place shake. Because the love like this is in short supply where you're headed. 
Hey, juniors, are you frustrated with some stuff around here? You don't like the culture? Love like this and change it. Because if this love can raise Christ from the dead, it certainly can change our ministry. Sophomores, we're praying for you. Love you. Thursday all year, baby. You got it. Hey, freshmen, were you loved like this? If you were, tell those people who loved you. Let them know that you noticed and replicate it. If not, I'm sorry. I wasn't either when I was a freshman. But fight for it. Because that cycle doesn't have to repeat. It all comes down to love, guys. If you've listened to anything I've said since I've been here, I've made one thing crystal clear as the depression pony boy of Watershed, that this world is dark. It's just unimaginably dark. You start to get a grip on how dark it is, and you realize it's darker. But in this love, there's hope. In this love, there's power, and there's light. And in the words of Pastor Steve Brown, in his booming God voice, if y'all even know who he is, he says, in a world pitched in darkness, sometimes just a little bit of light will do. And y'all have a little light. I've seen it. I've seen people leave here with that little light. Alex Byman, y'all remember that guy? Alex got it. Some of y'all get it. I see the light. The question is, what are you going to do? Are you going to let that light sit right here? I'm not going to sing the song. Are you going to let it sit right here and keep you warm? Or are you going to set the world on fire? Because you can. That's what this love can do. If it raised Jesus from the dead, watch what will happen if you love people like this. Watershed, here's my final challenge to you. You take this love and you love him with everything you can muster. Even when it seems like he's not there, even when it seems like he's not listening, love him with everything you can muster and you love one another and you watch what God does to this place. I've seen it change and he's not done. All you gotta do is take that little bit of light and light somebody on fire. Get this. There's nothing left for me to say. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the love that raises the dead to life. Thank you for the light that that is. Thank you that we have that, that it's not just something you possess. Thank you that you've given it to us to give to others. God, give us endurance. Love is hard when we're not loved in return. But love defies circumstance and it defies transaction. It's not a transaction. Um, God, give us the strength to see one another, to love one another. Above all else, just help us love one another and understand what that means. Uh, we pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, Chase. Chase. And Bradford.
Carol. Hey, so uh, first, for the record, I can still fire you. Um, I'm not going to. Uh, I do have the privilege, though, of of being uh, a director, being um, you know, heading up this ministry, and, and I can look you in the eye, and you can look out here, and, and what you just said about how you haven't loved that love, you're wrong. You, you have... Um, this is a testament to that. You have loved for the last three years. Both of you have, and, and Bradford, you have too. And so I'm going to call them up um, because you know Chase, Chase mentioned this, but uh, this is his last watershed. Um, and this will be Bradford's last watershed and Carol's last watershed. And, and Janelle is still going to be with us for, for a little bit, so I'm not going to call her up yet. Um, but so... Chase and, and Carol have accepted positions at uh, City Church Eastside, which is an awesome young church in, in downtown Atlanta. Uh, Chase has been hired to be their youth pastor, um, and he gets to essentially start a youth group, um, which is exciting, and I can't think of a better person to do that. Carol's going to come alongside, and she's going to work there as well, uh, helping with their membership as well as leading worship. And she's also going to be doing voice lessons at GAC because apparently she's not busy enough. So she's going to keep working. And then Bradford uh, is going to be joining a staff at Northwestern Mutual. And so Bradford will start at Northwestern June 1st. Um, and then y'all start May, well, you start May 15th. You start this week, right? You start next Monday. And so I, I just want to call them up, one, to say thank y'all. Uh, like with Bradford, many of y'all know this. If you're a freshman, you know this. He spent his first year working with Jay High. Um, spending a lot of time serving that ministry, and he was so good, we stole him. And so he's been helping us out this, this past year. And then Carol has been helping, she was helping with camp for two years, helped with worship and arts this past year, and she's been such a huge blessing, not just to student ministry, but to Perimeter Church. And then Chase has, uh, you've helped change the culture here. Um, we are a better ministry because you have been a part of it. So can we thank them? just for serving. And now, if, if I can, if y'all could just kind of keep staying for a little bit and, and we're going to do this. This is maybe the most non-PCA thing ever, but I don't care. But if you would just kind of raise your hands out and we're just going to pray over them, over the three of them, uh, that God would just continue to use them where they're going, uh, whether it's church world or the business world. Um, there are people who need to hear the gospel and God's sending y'all to do it. Father, thank you so much um, for Chase and for Carol and for Bradford. Thank you for uh, the years of work, of hard work that they have done here at Perimeter Church, that they have done in student ministry. We thank you for the way that you have used them to, to change the culture. We thank you for the way that you have used them uh, to share the gospel, to be that light that Chase just talked about, uh, to be that love that Chase just talked about, that you talk about in 1 Corinthians 13. Father, we 
thank you for the way that you have used them. And we pray that you would continue to do so at City Church Eastside, at Northwestern, Lord, that you would continue to use these three uh, for your kingdom, for your glory, uh, that others will know your name. Father, would you use them uh, where they are going? Father, we thank you for who they are, more importantly, for whose they are. They are yours. They are your warriors for your kingdom. So, Father, we thank you for them. We love you. It's your powerful name we pray. Amen.